0: Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Now, from Happy Valley, here's your host, Brian Tripp.
1: Hello and welcome into another episode of Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. I'm your host, Brian Tripp, and this week I'm joined by two members of the Penn State men's lacrosse team. Brothers, in fact, sophomore Matt Trainer and graduate student Jack Trainer, who hail from Downingtown, Pennsylvania. They're the second and third members of their family to play at Penn State. Their older brother, Tripp, played at Penn State from 2015 through 2018. So this week, we get to know the trainer brothers a little bit better on this week's episode of Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Talk about their program, their experiences, how they got into lacrosse, and what it was like growing up in a family of five brothers. Certainly maybe a handful for their parents, but they raised outstanding young men who are representing themselves and Penn State extremely well right now. So without further ado, here's this week's episode of Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Matt, Jack, really appreciate the time today. Can't wait to learn more about each of uh, your stories and your family's history playing lacrosse. But thanks for the time joining us on the podcast. Absolutely. Of course. All right, let's get into it. How did you guys start playing lacrosse?
0: Yeah, so um, my mom and dad, they, neither of them were lacrosse players. My dad, um, actually, he played soccer at Drexel. Then my mom was a dancer. So uh, all of us were into soccer when we were younger, mainly. And then my uncle, my, uh, uncle, my dad's youngest brother, he actually played soccer and lacrosse at Randolph-Macon um d3 school down in virginia i believe and he ended up playing indoor professionally for the wings so um, we would go to all of his wings games and you know he he was the one to bring us our first sticks and bring us all the gear and get us really involved and that was at a young young age we were all probably five six seven when we started playing so we were around the game a lot like with the wings and my uncle what's a wings game like half hour from home yeah about uh we're about half hour from philly so they play this it was Used to be at the Wells Fargo, so we would go down there and sit in a box and watch my uncle play. It was awesome. Indoor
1: lacrosse is a lot different, those games are high scoring, yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, so uh, just off that, I mean, having four older brothers that are or three older brothers that all play lacrosse, um, it's difficult not to get into it right away. So I, I loved playing, I was into soccer, played travel soccer until about seventh grade, uh, always played basketball throughout my life. But it was always lacrosse was the main focus, so I was playing the other sports during um, fall and the winter, and then spring and summer were dedicated to lacrosse.
1: Hey, you're two of five brothers. What was that like growing up in the household? Yeah,
2: it, it was competitive for sure, but um, I think we all like fed off each other and, and made each other better. Especially having older brothers, I don't really know what it's like for for my oldest brother because he was he didn't have the uh, competition that uh, that we did as younger brothers. But um, yeah. Competition definitely made us all better.
1: What was day-to-day life like? Did you guys run around the house? Were you always outside playing, playing all sorts of sports? How'd your parents, how'd your parents keep you guys in line?
0: It was, it was a little bit of everything. Like, you know, during the weekends we were running around at our different like travel sports stuff. Like during the week we'd get home from school around three o'clock or so, and we'd either depending on the weather we'd be outside playing basketball, lacrosse, soccer, baseball, um, or we'd be in the basement playing ping pong, mini lacrosse, uh, mini baseball. And you know, most of the time, it probably end up in fights or tears. But uh, <laughs> especially when we were younger, but you know, I think that's definitely where all of us developed, you know, that competitive edge and also, you know, just like a lot of the skills. And um, yeah, like I said, we we would we would play everything from baseball, lacrosse, soccer, football, skateboarding, biking. It was kind of a little bit of everything, which was awesome.
1: Any broken bones?
0: Not until not until I got to high school, I didn't, didn't get any broken bones. Luckily, we yeah. had we had one golf club incident. <laughs> Matt, Matt, he was taking a backswing hit Kyle in the eye. That was a Our possible brother, trip. Yeah. um, so I got had to get a couple stitches on the, on his eyebrow.
2: But besides that, I think we we steered away from uh from any trouble like that.
0: It's a funny story actually that we were um, talking about in the locker room a day. So Will Peden on the team, he's mm-hmm. he lives about a minute from us and. No, I was friends with his older brother Matt. He was friends with Will, and um, Big Wheel Cross family as well. So we'd go over in their basement. We played mini cross. They'd come over in our basement. We played mini cross. And Will was probably you know about ten years old or so. We we're in the basement. I picked up a ground ball, scooped it up, and just nailed him in the eye. And again,
1: look up. He's gushing blood and uh, that was another hospital trip so you know there there were a couple of those <laughs> I, I might have brought back some bad memories here for, for you guys <laughs> lacrosse is interesting because it is it's so predominant down in the philadelphia area and it feels like it's such a small tight knit community where not only are a lot of your teammates guys that you've known for a long time you're playing against people that you've known for a long time each and every weekend too
2: yeah it really is fun um, not only uh, knowing all the guys that you're playing
1: with but lacrosse is such a small community so
2: after games, win or loss, the handshake lines are, are always a, a fun time. Uh, I guess I would I pr- say I probably know at least at least one person on every team that we play. Um, Yale maybe being one of the teams that I actually don't know anyone who we played this weekend. But uh, whether it's Maryland, um, Cornell, Penn, there's all, a bunch of guys I, I played with or grew up watching with my older brother. So it's interesting
1: seeing them, seeing how they grow. So your brother Tripp, is he the oldest? Yes. And he played here from 2015 through 2018. When's the first time that you guys remember coming up to Penn State?
0: Yeah, so the first game I remember was Penn State playing Ohio State. And that must have been Tripp's sophomore year. That's when he started, you know, getting playing time. He switched from O mid to D mid and he started getting on the field and they ended up, or it was, it was, sorry, it was Penn State, Maryland. They ended up losing the game, and I believe overtime or the final seconds, but it was back when they had the hill, and it wasn't, uh, you know, Panzer wasn't built yet, so students used to just come out, and they'd sit there, and, you know, it was such an electric atmosphere, and they ended up losing the game, but, um, you know, when you, it was a night game, so you're looking up, and you see just, like, the BJC lights, you see um, the uh, football stadium, and I was like, this is, you know, this is a special place.
1: So then, as you guys are playing, you all played at Malvern Prep, when did you start to realize that not only your brother had a great opportunity to go to Penn State and play, that you both might have an opportunity to follow in his footsteps, too?
0: Right, yeah. So back when, I guess we were both getting recruited, the the rules hadn't changed yet, so you could get recruited really early. And, you know, kids in my grade were committing in eighth grade, going into freshman year. And, you know, once that recruiting circuit um, started for me, I think it was... uh, he was going into freshman year. Coach Brennan was one of my first calls. Um, and he, you know, he told me, one of our first phone calls and first visits, he was like, we have a spot for you. Love we'll you to be a part of it. And, you know, I didn't know right away whether I wanted to go to Penn State. You know, I was so young, I w- didn't want to make a quick decision. So it actually, I think it took me three visits to Penn State before I eventually made a decision my sophomore year.
2: Yeah, so the 2021 class, which was my high school graduating year, um, that was the first class where the – recruiting rule changed. So uh, college coaches couldn't talk to us and we could not talk to them until September of our junior year. So, um, so we had freshman and sophomore year of high school, freshman and sophomore year of summer to, uh, to show them our skills. And then they reach out to, uh, to see if they're, or you see if they're interested in you. Um, and I actually went through two shoulder surgeries in high school. So I didn't play for Malvern prep, my sophomore, junior, or senior year. Um, cause they were just long recoveries, labrum surgeries. Um, and so I had a few, um, looks, a few offers, but, uh, a lot of schools came and talked to me and they, they just, they wouldn't me they wouldn't offer me, um, Scott, they would offer me a spot maybe, um, and a scholarship. But they, they didn't seem like they wanted me that much just because they wanted to see me play again with my shoulder. And Coach T was just like the first guy that, that reached out. And uh, you could tell he wanted me really badly. So so that really stuck out to me.
1: So with the age gap, Matt, with you being a sophomore, Jack as a grad student. Is your time at Penn State, is that the first time you were on the same team? Did you play any club, travel together?
2: Yeah, so I, I played junior varsity my freshman year while Jack was a senior. Mm-hmm. So we never played with each other for Malvern. I think we might have played once or twice for Freedom. Um, and other like club teams uh, when we were a lot younger. But yeah, this is the first time actually competing and playing on, on a high level.
1: Oh, what has that been like?
2: Definitely good. There definitely seems like there's a, like a built-in chemistry right away. Um, it's not too hard to play with him uh, except for when he's getting under my skin. But um, yeah, it's definitely fun.
1: Jack, how do you get under his skin?
0: Uh, you know, I just I think as brothers, it's sort of you feel more comfortable saying what you want to say to him, but at the same time, you don't always <laughs> want to hear it from your brother um
1: yeah so I, th- I think that's sort of it do you think at all about how unique it is not only to have each other on the same team but then to also have your brother that's three different trainers that have played at penn state it's a, a pretty cool legacy and something that you have and probably is really neat for your family to to experience that as well
0: yeah it's awesome and you know our family just is, we, we live and die at penn state now and, and we didn't have a ton of penn state connections prior to a trip coming here and um but ever since Trip stepped on campus here, like we everybody's just felt fallen in love with Penn State and just everything that comes along with it from lacrosse to football games. Um, you know, I think my dad is probably probably loves Penn State more than anybody else. <laughs> he's up here every single weekend. And, you know, like he just can't get enough of it, and he's still got three more years. But you know, his family, ever since Trip stepped on campus, we we. Everybody loves Penn State. So
1: now you got blue and white in your living room. You got your dad's probably organizing the parents' tailgates before the game. Everything like that. You guys probably have a whole football tailgate set up now. The whole the whole deal, right? Absolutely.
2: Not the football tailgate Yeah, Still working on that.
1: That's for after graduation. I
2: think so. I think so.
1: Speaking of graduation, Jack, you're now working on your master's in real estate analysis. So how does that compare to what the previous four years were like as an undergrad? Yeah, it's definitely different. So when I decided I want
0: to come back to my uh, for my fifth year, I knew I didn't want to just like, you know, come back and kind of, you know, stretch school out a little bit. I wanted to do, um, you know, a specific uh, graduate program. And it, it's, it's definitely been challenging, um, you know, having to balance, you know, school Across, you know, being captain, dealing with like different leadership mm-hmm. um, things and meetings. But it's been incredibly rewarding. I, this is definitely the hardest I've worked in the classroom. And, you know, I just, as I continue to work hard in
1: the classroom, I just know, I know it's going to pay off. So, It's crazy because when COVID happened, you don't really think of it as a positive, but to have the extra years of eligibility, to be able to enhance your education out of it really Again, an experience none of us ever want to go through again, but it has opened the doors for people like yourself to take advantage of those extra opportunities now.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And I knew after finishing up last year and the previous two seasons, you know, dealing with a ton of injuries, back to back seasons, that I wasn't finished. And
1: I wanted to come back and just having that opportunity. But like you said, you know, you got some good out of the bad. What was it about wanting to come back this year with the program? And you guys obviously are off to a terrific start this season. That you knew you might have something special that you wanted to come back to and be a part of?
0: Yeah. So, you know, we only have a couple guys, I believe it's four or five guys left on the roster who were
1: part of that, you know, final four run Big Ten
0: championship team um, in 2018 and 2019. And if you, since that, if you look at, you know, since 2019, 2020, it's been rocky. And one of the guys that I came in with, TJ Malone and I, we, you know, we were kind of in it together. We experienced a lot of injuries together. Uh, You know, we've had some hard times and we've also persevered together. But we just knew that, you know, if we were able to get healthy, if we were continuing to put pieces together, I uh, you know Coach Cameron continued to bring in good, um, you know, recruiting classes and hitting the transfer portal. We knew coming in this year that it was it was different.
1: Matt, how have the leaders set the tone for the team like your brother?
2: Yeah, it's definitely awesome having two guys left from that uh, from that championship Final Four run in, in 2019. Um, they've really been through it all. Like you said, it's been a rocky road the past uh, past two years since then. Um, so hearing their stories, uh, and what it took to succeed in 2019 and, um, and what hurt them in the past
1: two years, it it helps a lot. You're telling me though, you're still undecided on what you want to do in school, which is perfectly okay. I mean, that's a normal thing for a sophomore.
2: Yeah. uh, I'm looking at two majors right now, advertising, um, in the communications college and then communications arts and sciences. So, uh, so I'm going to sit down and talk with, uh, Jim Weaver, see, see what his thoughts on are, are on it. And
1: then, uh and then think it through for a little bit and decide by the end of the semester. He's just one of the many great resources that you have as student-athletes at Penn State. Can you speak to all the different resources that are available to you, whether it's your nutrition or sports science, and trying to maximize what you can do on the field, but also what you can do in the classroom while you're on campus here?
0: Yeah, you know, I think that's one of the things that makes Penn State so great is the resources. They're, it's second to none. Um, you know, you can walk up right over. We walked walk up 50 feet over to Morgan Academic Center, and we have Jim Jim Weaver, um, you know, we have access to tutors, we have access um, to nutritionists, sports psychologists, mental health therapists. You know, it's, it's really special what Penn State provides us as student athletes.
1: Yeah, I know Penn State, obviously, from this conversation, holds a very special place in your hearts and your entire family's heart. How would you describe, besides, you know, the resources that are available to student athletes, what makes Penn State unique? Why is this a place that the trainer family has now called home? Um,
0: you know, the biggest thing with Penn state is is it's just, it's a community. It truly, you know, you bring people from all over the country together and, you know, they just unite in just the middle of Pennsylvania in the, in the middle of a Valley. And, you know, the the sense of community is incredible.
1: Matt, what's it like playing for coach Tambroni?
2: Oh, it's awesome. So I've, I've actually known coach Tambroni since I was probably in sixth grade when, when my brother first committed and uh, started playing. So, I always i always loved coach Sambroni. um always heard stories about him how he was rough on his players tough coach but but then once I came to Penn State um you really see why he, he loves every single player that he coaches um and every everything that he does it's it's all for for a good for a good reason um he, he honestly is i think the best coach and I, I couldn't imagine playing for anyone else He he's the perfect balance between between loving and uh and pushing you every single day so it's awesome,
1: Jack. How has he made you better through the years? Maybe it's as a player, but also as a person.
0: Yes, um, you, you hit that the nail on the head right there. You know, he's an incredible coach, X's and O's. But what I, what stands out to me, the reason I respect and I appreciate him so much, is he's just an incredible leader of men, and he prepares you on the uh, on the crossfield for sure. But what he does throughout your four or five years here, he, he prepares you for life. He prepares you for you know being a father, for uh, entering in the workforce, and Know, a lot of the things he talks about here relates to you know, how it's going to apply to life after um, um, after college. And he's just, like I said, he's, one the, he's the greatest leader of men that I've uh, been around, and you know, it's incredible to play for him.
1: Do you ever think about, as this is your last year, what life's going to look like after Penn State, or is that hard to think about right now? You know, I, if you asked me last year, I would say, you know, I'm not
0: even close to ready to move on and, you know, I've had such an incredible time here, and I'm not ready to leave just this moment, but, uh, you know, I know in a couple months I'm going to be ready to move on, and think like, the one thing I know is I'm fully prepared and equipped with, you know, what I need.
1: What is it meant to see so many of your former teammates go on and play professionally to know that that's something that Penn State can help prepare for as well? Like, that's awesome for the program to see all of those guys go and have success at the next level. No doubt, yeah. The Especially that, you know,
0: seeing the professional league evolve into the PLL, it's become such a unique experience. And seeing guys like Amen, O'Keefe, Sabia, um, just count, um, exceed there, it kind of, you know, opens our eyes to, you know, there could be a potential opportunity beyond.
1: And I think it's always impressed me with the Penn State lacrosse program. The alumni connection, I know you guys had the alumni game a couple months ago. The alumni connection is really, really strong with your program. It seems like even when your time at Penn State comes to an end, it's very much an investment in what the future of Penn state holds and the continuation in the involvement of the program too.
2: Yeah. The alumni have, have worked really, really hard, um, to create uh, a community between, uh, the past uh, and the present. So, uh, so we have meetings, uh, probably twice a year with uh, the connected for life board, which is the alumni. Um, and they really help us with any questions we have. They're always there. Uh, there to help us out. And we get designated actually two mentors. Um, so I have two guys, two graduates alumni that I talked to, um, that, that helped me out with any questions I have
0: about, about really anything. So yeah. So going off that, um, so a couple of our established is connected for life and, uh, you know, it's, like you said, connecting the past to the present. And, um, you know, for example, this fall we had, you know, four different zoom calls, Different uh, learning about different industry careers. So, we had one that was uh, tailored to finance, one tailored to real estate. Um, And then also, we had a networking day in New York City where we went around and we visited and talked with uh, different alumni in the industry. So, we were over at EY for a day um, at Bank of America and just like exploring. And yeah, the um, mentorship has been incredible. I have Gary Martin, um, Gary Martin, and also Chris Hogan, who obviously played here and is now in the and then played in the nfl for a little bit who are yours too uh matt
2: i have ryan mcgarvey
0: um and and brian trapani that's awesome those guys will come up they'll (laughs) they'll come up uh all the time like during the fall or they'll come up to our games so we're always having um events and we get to like just connect it's so cool to be able to connect with guys who played here back in the 70s or the 80s or even way way long before that
1: Look, this is a podcast that hopefully your family can go back and listen to and hear your stories and remember what you sounded like as a graduate student and a sophomore during your time at Penn State. But we also want to talk a little bit about this year's team. Why do you have so much optimism based off the start you had and the group that you have and the culture in that locker room?
2: I think Coach Tambroni has prepared us super well. Um, Like we said, uh, like I said before, uh, having TJ and Jack on the team, uh, what they experienced in 2019 um, to the two rough seasons that we had before, uh, having their experience and, and bringing it into this team where we also have uh, three transfers that we brought in. It, it, it really brought this team uh, to the next level. Uh, it made it more veteran and more, more experienced team. So uh, yeah, having guys like Chris Jordan um, and Kevin Winkoff uh, senior, senior transfers, uh, it helps a lot. Um, not just from a leadership aspect, but, uh, but uh,
1: playing on the field. Jack, no one wants to admit or even talk about sometimes having seasons that maybe don't reach the expectations that your program wants to have, but as long as they become something that you can learn from, that's what makes those experiences worthwhile moving forward. And it seems like this team has grown stronger because of going through those experiences that you'd rather not have.
0: Right. Yes. You, you said that absolutely perfectly. I think, you know, talking about this team we have right now, it's an incredible, incredibly hungry group. It's an incredibly selfish group and it's an incredibly disciplined group. And, you know, combining those things, it's helped us. We've worked really hard and we've worked really hard together. And we're, we've, we're definitely putting together something special right now.
1: Any shout outs before
0: this podcast wraps up? I'll uh, give a little shout out to mom and dad. Yeah. And then feeding off that, I'll go shout out to, to Trip, AJ, and Kyle,
2: older brothers,
1: younger right. brother. Well, I'm sure that's going to give us at least five more listeners on this week's episode. <laughs> so I really appreciate it. Guys, it's great to get to know you, get to know your stories. Good luck the rest of the season. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. This Good. is awesome.